the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's always an honor. Today is Monday, August the 8th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On August 8, 1974, President Richard Nixon, facing damaging new revelations in the Watergate scandal, announced that he would resign the following day. He did. Tomorrow. Today in 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte set sail for St. Helena to spend the remainder of his days in exile. Today in 1861, biologist William Bateson, he's the founder of the science of genetics. He was born in Yorkshire, England. Today, 1861. Today in 1942, during World War II, six Nazi saboteurs or spies They were captured after landing in the U.S. They were executed in Washington, D.C., but two others had cooperated with our authorities, and they were spared. Today, in 1953, the United States and South Korea initiated a mutual security pact. Today, in 1963, Britain's great train robbery took place. Thieves made off with 2.6 million pounds in banknotes. Today, in 2009... Sonia Sotomayor was sworn in as the U.S. Supreme Court's first Hispanic and third female justice. Five years ago today, President Donald Trump said continued North Korean threats aimed at the United States would cause the U.S. to respond with, quote, fire and fury like the world has never seen. He was kind of mocked when he made that statement by the left. Interestingly enough, though, North Korea kind of settled down. And Kim, the guy that runs the country, the kid, he settled down. He remained his his importance within the country, but he showed just a little bit of humility on the national stage. He wasn't quite sure what Donald Trump might do. In fact, he thought Donald Trump might be telling the truth. We don't have that today because people have pretty well figured out that this administration doesn't often mean what it says and it rarely speaks to the issues with any force or authenticity. But that's where we are today. Sometimes, sometimes we just want to want to just mourn over what's going on in our nation, in our culture. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2 speaks to that. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. So true. And there is a sense of mourning in America, not the break of day, but the break of the people's back under the weight that this administration's policies are putting on us. So there is the mourning. But like Ronald Reagan once said, morning can come, the the daybreak morning, and everything can change. And it did under his 
administration, as most of us know. He wasn't a perfect president, but he was much better than Jimmy Carter as president. No question about that. I noticed an interesting um, article in the Spokesman Review, Spokane, Washington. In the Spokesman Review over the weekend, the, the article starts with this. Just after 9 p.m. Tuesday, as Lauren Culp was leaving his election night party at Rick's Eatery in Moses Lake, one of the restaurant's patrons wanted to make it clear not everyone in Central Washington's 4th Congressional District agrees with far-right candidates like Culp who have come to dominate the Republican Party. Well, I think the Spokesman Review was trying to make it clear what they believe as well by those words at the top of their story. I think we need to put it in the hands of women and Democrats, said Moses Lake resident Scott Reed. This extremism has gone on way too long, and it has to end. Extremism. Conservatives are now extreme. Reed, 45, said he voted for Republicans in some races, but when it came to the race to represent Washington's most conservative district in Congress, he voted for Democrat Doug White, who is set to face incumbent Representative Dan Newhouse in November's general election. With 70% of the ballots, the Spokesman Review says, counted on Friday, that would be this past Friday, Newhouse led by 26.4% of the votes with White close behind 25%, 25 25.4%, while Culp had 21%. The Spokesman Review makes it clear that it's been 30 years since a Democrat won the 4th District, when now Governor Jay Inslee won a single term in 1992 before being ousted and decamping for greener political pastures west of the Cascades. They're definitely here. Since the Capitol riot, this article says, the Republican Party has been divided over Trump's continued insistence that he lost re-election only because of a mass voter fraud. A claim has his own attorney general calling his ideas stupid, bogus, crazy, and complete nonsense. Newhouse, the Spokesman Review says, was one of the 10 Republicans who voted to impeach Trump in January 2021. It names off all of the candidates. I won't read them, but they include Culp, of course. The NASCAR driver, Jared Sessler, Representative Brad Clippert of Kennewick and others that were running in this. And they say it was a good thing, basically. It was a good thing that all these guys were running because it divided the party vote so much that it gave Newhouse a path to victory. That's the essence of their article. White's chances of winning the district where Newhouse took two-thirds of the votes in 2020 may be helped by that rift in the GOP, the Spokesman Review says, but not in the way he initially foresaw. But deep in the article, and before they conclude, the Spokesman Review says this, quote, they start by talking about themselves, Quote, after sharing a Spokesman Review story on Twitter in which he was quoted saying he didn't even consider Newhouse a Republican, Culp liked a tweet from a user who said GOP voters should decline to vote for Newhouse. They have taken that and made it as though Culp was almost advocating that you vote for a Democrat 
instead of instead of a Republican, Newhouse in this case. I don't know what Culp, I've never met Lauren Culp. I know a lot of you have, you know him, but I, I don't think I've ever met him. I don't know him, but I do know what he stands for, and I, knew, I know what he's been saying, and I could easily support him, along with others on that list, Brad Clippert and some I, I have met in the past. But it looks as though every opportunity to undermine any conservative is grasped by the media. They never let it go. They can't report accurately and honestly what's going on in our country. It's amazing. But that is what's going on in our country. Well, the people, the ordinary people, the conservative people, the Christian people, and those that may not be all that conservative and don't consider themselves a Christian, but they're just average people in America. They are groaning. They're mourning what's going on in our country. From the moral realignment of our country to the financial realignment, we are moving by virtue of what's happening in D.C. as we speak. We are moving more and more toward socialism, toward a socialistic-based economy. The world is concerned. I'll, I'll probably be talking about that, but there was a there's an incredible article in uh, and I think it's the New York Times, either the New York Times or New York Magazine, uh, published recently, and at The Atlantic, a far-left, well-read, widely-read magazine, is talking about how the world is talking about whether or not the U.S. is going to continue as a world power or even continue as a power on the tra- because of the track we're on now. I'll probably be talking about that here soon because it's it's important not that we are our lives are led by what the world is saying but it is interesting that the world seems to be aware that we are making a lot of bad decisions here in America now and if the world is aware of that and they are we should be aware of it particularly those of us who are Christians Over the weekend, we were told, Fox News reported yesterday on Sunday, the Senate Sunday passed the Democrats' social spending and taxation bill after a marathon votorama session, that's what they called it, that lasted more than 15 hours, marking a major win for the Democratic agenda just over three months before Election Day, talking about the general election coming up in November. Vice President Harris's vote, broke the tie. Some of the news media showed a picture of her with a big laugh, with her mouth very wide open, her head thrown back, laughing. She and the left are laughing all the way because it's going their way right now. It could have been the great heist of 2022, but instead they're calling it the Inflation Reduction Act. That's how brazen... The left is in promoting their agenda. That's causing every financial expert in America to laugh. (laughs) Not with Harris, but at her. She and President Biden are fooling America. And there are people that are trotting along with this, whether they're in Moses Lake or Manhattan. It doesn't matter. There are people being misled by all of this. And the laughing continues. They're laughing all the way. 
Every financial expert in America, though, is laughing because they know better. What a joke. Soon we, the people, will be mourning and weeping when this is foisted upon us. And it looks certain that it's going to happen because it comes before the House, and the House is already set to approve it. Vice President Harris cast the tie-breaking vote to allow the legislation to pass 51 to 50. The Senator Ben Cardin, he's a Democrat from Maryland, he told Fox News yesterday, I mean, it's the largest package ever for climate. Wait a minute. This wasn't supposed to be for climate. Oh, yeah. Now that we're on our way to getting it passed, it deals with an energy policy to make sense for our country. It reduces the cost of energy, reduces health care costs for millions of Americans. It does it in a way that reduces the deficit and has tax fairness in the code. It's a great day, and we're very excited about it, says Ben Cardin. Josh, Senator Josh Hawley, a Republican from Missouri, he told Fox, he said, this is a night of triumph for them. <laughs> he said Schumer has had the longest 50-50 Senate in history, and he's managed to get virtually all of their signature priorities through. Hawley added, and with, by the way, the most unpopular president, of my lifetime. Well, that's the most, he's the most unpopular president of a lot of people's lifetime. Then you have to wonder, and people are, they're asking, did Democrat Senators Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema really change their mind? That's the way it was being promoted in the news media over the weekend. Derek Hunter was writing about that. He published in Town Hall yesterday. He was wondering the same thing. He was wondering out loud. He says, the idea that Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema changed their minds on setting another several hundred billion dollars on fire to subsidize the business of left-wing donors is absurd. He said, two weeks ago, these moderates vehemently opposed Build Back Better because it taxed and spent too much. Now that it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, it's game on. Does anyone believe this was an honest conversion, he asked. He caught my attention. I think he's right. I don't think it was. There's no discussion about what it would take to make this change. It's all about how this can save the Biden administration. That's all they're talking about in the news media. That's what this bill was about, to distinguish Joe Biden as like LBJ and like FDR and so on. He, the most unpopular president in modern memory. Hunter says these Democrats are supporting something they know will damage the economy and hurt Americans because it will rally the base of the Democratic Party and decrease their odds of losing control of Congress. He said that's what this is all about. And he's pretty well informed. How afraid of subpoenas, he says, about Hunter and the family business must the Biden administration be? Well, there's a lot of articles out there. I can answer that question, and they're very concerned about it. That's one of the reasons. It's, there are several, but one of the reasons why more and more Democrats are saying, no, 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 they don't think Joe Biden should run for president again. They want him to sort of fade and get out of the way because the Hunter-Biden story is boiling to the top. And even the left now is starting to say, well, there really is a problem here. I mean, the understatement of the year. But the idea that Manchin and Cinema actually changed their minds is laughable. They didn't. 
They were playing the press, and they were playing the nation in their deep thoughts and considerations. And in the end, they did what they were supposed to do. Derek Hunter says in his article, he says, has the world gone crazy? In many respects, it has. He says, Joe Manchin has never been a decision maker when it comes to preventing Democrats from passing a piece of legislation. For all the talk of his willingness to stand up to his party, he's only ever sided with the Republicans when something was going to happen without him. A nominee was going to be confirmed anyway or a bill passed or not. The idea that he's independent is a myth that he created to help Democrats so they could say even Manchin is on board with this, so you've got to be on board with it. Derek says none of this is by accident. This bill that they're in the process of passing now, and there's no, I mean, there's nobody that doubts it will pass the House when it comes back to them. It contains a provision for the government to hire 87 thousand new IRS agents. That, of course, strikes fear in the heart of most Americans, especially conservative Americans. It's true that if they never hired them at all, they likely would, or if they ever did hire them, they would likely target the middle class. Americans for Tax Reform has done a, a study or a survey on this, and Breitbart ran, ran this over the weekend, just kind of a reduced version or a quick bottom line version of all of this massive, massive um, transfer of wealth, really, that's taking place through these bills. It is not only promoting Joe Biden as a guy who has gotten it done. I know that's hard to believe, but that is the message that's emerging from all of this. But Breitbart published an article just yesterday that summarizes some of the things that's happening to us as we speak including support from Republicans. Americans for Tax Reform, ATR, Americans for Tax Reform. They did a just a short version of a very long story, but they listed several taxes in the so-called Inflation Reduction Act that passed the Senate on Sunday, which Democrats now hail as a climate bill since the Congressional Budget Office says it will hardly reduce inflation. They just presented it as that. As soon as it was passed, they said, oh, no, it's not. It's a climate bill. These taxes include taxes on, or these taxes that they've, they're passing include taxes on fossil fuel, which will raise energy costs for all of ordinary Americans, working families, still struggling with high gas prices, taxes on businesses that will affect consumers and entrepreneurs, taxes on medicines, taxes that affect pensions. They say, notably, President Joe Biden promised the bill will bring down family energy bills by an average of $500 a year. That's a lie. They said that he would not tax those earning less than $400,000 per year. That, too, is a lie because these bills that they're passing ensure that that will happen, not that it will not happen. The full list is... um, summarized in just these few things here, but I'll share them with you. Taxes on fossil fuel. This, these include a $6.5 billion tax on natural gas production, a 16.4 cents per barrel 
uh, tax on crude oil and imported petroleum products and a $1.2 billion coal tax. All of these will raise the energy costs for typical households. Even I can understand that. Taxes on corporations. The bill includes a 15% minimum tax on large corporations, which ATR argues will be passed on to consumers. Well, of course it will. And which will hit the manufacturing industry particularly hard, which is still struggling with supply chain problems, and that due to policies by this administration. Taxes on medium-sized businesses. ATR says the bill extends a limit of loss deductions through pass-through businesses. S corporations, sole proprietorships, for two years without extending a corresponding 20% deduction on income. So they're they're hitting the taxpayer on both sides of the coin, so to speak. Indirect tax on pensions through taxing stock buybacks, that's very deceptive. But in the end, it hurts everyone with a 401k savings and even union pension funds are going to get whacked by this bill. And there is a tax on pharmaceuticals unless they accept price caps. The bill imposes a 95% excise tax on pharmaceuticals that do not accept government price controls, which would affect the ability of drug companies to develop new treatments in the future. This is why the world is asking the question, is America in steep decline Will they or are they soon to not be the world leader anymore? This is why they're at, we're killing the productivity. We're, we're killing liberties and freedoms. We're killing incentives. We're trying to socialize this administration, socialize this country under the guise of whatever works. They will say anything to the public to move this whole agenda one step forward. ATR also notes that the bill adds $80 billion to hire those 87,000 new staff members to the Internal Revenue Service. There's no guarantee that they will simply focus on wealthy tax evaders. They're going to have to have something to do that they're they're saying, this Americans for Tax Reform, they're saying that the bill that, that passed is going to probably put these people on the street if they can in fact hire them. And there may not even be that many qualified people, but does it matter? It should matter, but does it matter that they're not even qualified for the office? They'll change the qualifications to meet the quota that they've set up and predetermined. They're claiming that these agents will find something like $200 billion in uncollected uh, taxes. Then that $200 billion, or whatever the amount is, is spent within the bill itself. This is a destructive, destructive policy that these people are putting forward. And at the same time, President Joe Biden is being promoted and lauded as someone like an FDR, like a Lyndon Baines Johnson. Boy, I'll tell you, we should be aware of what's going on, and I don't think the public is quite onto this yet, but we'll all be onto it when we begin to feel the bite from what these people are doing. Left-leaning Politico, they published this yesterday. They said passage of the Inflation Reduction Act will make Biden one of the most legislatively successful presidents of the modern era. Now, this is the mantra that you're going to hear. You're going to see it in ads. You're going to see it 
as they begin to build his image, if he continues to say he's going to run in 2024, as soon as the election in November, this midterm election is over, they'll start running ads. I can tell you, I've been around a while. I'm over 40 now, and I can, I've seen a few things. And they're going to start running ads, and they're going to start comparing him, appealing to the left and moderates. They're going to start comparing him favorably to these other far-left socialistic presidents. Passage of the Inflation Reduction Act will make Biden one of the most legislative, successful presidents of the modern era, they say. The American Recovery Act, he got $1.9 trillion passed through Congress. Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, $550 billion passed through Congress. CHIPS and Science Act, that was just recent, $280 billion passed. Inflation Reduction Act, $700 billion. That's a nearly $3.5 trillion agenda. The scope of the issues addressed is notable, Politico says. The pandemic and its economic fallout, highways, bridges, broadband, rail, manufacturing, science, prescription drug prices, health insurance, climate change, deficit reduction, and tax equity. All of that has been achieved by the left. There's not much debate anymore over whether Biden has been a consequential president, Politico says, and they're widely read. In the long run, his first two years may be remembered as akin to LBJ when it comes to moving his agenda through Congress. Joe Biden, who has 38% approval, has gone now from a failure as a president to a star that will be remembered and enshrined in history because he was able to accomplish his agenda and he was able to use Congress to sap from the American people trillions of dollars for far-left agendas. The media has been covering the President Biden from the beginning of his presidency. According to a poll out Friday, all the help isn't helping President Biden. They're saying the American people are not buying this. Not at all. 38%, as I said. That's the lowest approval rate of any president in the history of the Gallup poll, which started... 70 years ago, nearly, in 1954, Dwight D. Eisenhower was president. America liked Ike. In fact, Ike said the future of this republic is in the hands of the American voter. In the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson said, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That's what elections are all about. This babbling of the spokesman review and all of this on a local basis is happening all around the country. Wherever Republicans can be and conservatives can be undermined in any way, the media is there to do their best. Thomas Jefferson said, we do not have government by the majority. We have government by the majority who participate. This passage, this spending, of $3.5 trillion will impact every America, every American in our country. And if conservatives are not vigilant and engaged, what has seemed to be certain defeat of the leftist policies in the upcoming midterm election may be somewhat different. Thanks for being with me today. We'll continue our conversation tomorrow. 
Your support allows us to be here. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington. Thank you in advance for standing with us. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.